Don't start something you can't finish. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I will. Uh, <laughs> never been a problem. <laughs> never been a problem. <laughs> All right. Woo. You ready? We need a clap? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 11. 11. Jared and Ryan here with the Expanding Life Podcast, hoping to have another hot take on the items of the day, that being work-life balance. Work-life balance. Uh, Something that we hold near and dear to our hearts, whether or not we are living it perfectly at times is up for discussion. I'm going to actually be silent this whole time. Yeah. And Ryan's just going to educate me. That's that's it. This is actually an intervention for Jared. Yeah. We're actually going to have more people pouring in here. Exactly. Starting with his wife. That one's going to be a little heavy. My little kids. His kids that don't know who he is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But we're, we're, uh, we're making some progress. No, but all, all jokes aside, Um, it's, it is, uh, this is definitely a, a topic that I, I I sometimes feel like is hard to navigate. Um, and the reason why is because it, I don't think work-life balance is ever this perfect thing where I have these hours committed to this, these hours committed to work, these hours committed to my family life, these hours committed to other things that I hopefully want to accomplish, um, it's just not that simple. It never works out perfect. And I think it, if I could be candid, I think it opens us all up to consistent feelings of guilt, Yeah. right? Like, are we putting our time in the right buckets at those right times, you know? And, uh, it's, but it is something that I think, um, if we are really going to live into our brand ideal of expanding life, it is a must because it does no good to win the world and to have all of your relationships just in turmoil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not worth it. Like, I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, business owners or billionaires or whatever that are just completely miserable because, yeah, they've won a game, but they haven't won the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and now what do you have to show for it? Like, I think a lot of times, you know, you see people like Steve Jobs, for example, or put on a pedestal, but dude, his family life was a complete wreck. Mm-hmm. Right. And guys, brilliant, did some awesome things, but I personally wouldn't trade being on the top of the mountain with Apple for having the type of family life that he did. I'm not making any judgment. I think that people do the best with the resources they have. But I think we would be doing everyone a massive disservice if we didn't go into this topic on a deeper level. Well, and I think we talked about this a little bit before. Like, the first thing that comes to my mind is why why do we even talk about this? And I think we talk about this because it is a challenge. It is an issue. Uh, and one of the things I think we talked about either last week or the week before that, <clears throat> and we talked about how Jordan Peterson talks about how people will uh, – it's really – it's difficult – for people to do things that are outside their comfort zone, right? People want to just stick in their lane. They want to do things that are more comfortable to, for them. And you take the example of like Steve Jobs, right? You know, he starts, he, he you know, he starts Apple, whatever, in his garage. Um, and after a while, 
he probably got so much positive reinforcement. Like he yeah. was treated like a God, right. In his industry. And so obviously where is he going to be able to, where is he going to want to spend a lot of his time where he's getting re- reaffirmed and reinforced that he's so brilliant. He's so smart. He's a trendsetter. He literally like almost people treat him like a God, right? Yeah. Like this infamous figure. And so I think that is where it can be easy for that <laughs> uh, unbalance to come in because you get so much, uh, po- you get so much positive reinforcement in one area to where you're like, cool, I'm just going to do this more and more and more because I love the feelings and emotions I get from this. Yeah. I, and I, let me just add something to that. I think there's also a predictability about that. Yeah. You know, like when you start to really nail something and you're consistently winning uh, and especially you see this in career and especially you see it in sales you know that if you press down on the gas pedal a little bit harder the car moves faster and so you're able to also in some ways feel that that fulfillment and that growth and that progression it's it's something like i said it's predictable uh and other things aren't like that right like relationships can be clunky you know, you can you can invest into a relationship and you can have deposits, but then you're going to still have breakdowns. And sometimes it just seems like, you know, that like it's it's so much more challenging. And especially if it is something that might not be a strength, then you're adding an additional level of complexity to it while you're trying to work on a weakness. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then you go and try to work on that weakness. And then maybe you and your spouse or somebody get in a fight, you know, and then it's all of a sudden you're you're you are putting a negative reinforcement against something that's a challenge or it's a difficulty and it's like cool so i'm i'm climbing this mountain and it's like somebody comes and hands me a 100 pound rock to continue like i'm just gonna know i'm just gonna drop the rock i'm just gonna go back down the mountain totally like this is this is difficult this is tough and then that's where you you find these 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 clash of values right and it's like probably one person like don't you know how hard i'm working how how important it is but then you have the other person where like their value system is different to where it's like, well, you know, you got to be around for the kids. They don't know you. Like, yep. They did this, this and this and this today and you missed it and you've missed that for this long. Now, obviously, we're just talking about w- one dichotomy of this as in work and you know family life. But I think there's also other elements to where it could be your health. Yeah. And people say, oh, well, I'm just too busy today. I, I can't I can't get to the gym. I'll get to it tomorrow. Or yeah, I just got too many deadlines. It's too pressing. And not to get to the punchline first, but I've found that there are there's always a deadline. Like I don't know if there's ever been a time in my life <laughs> in the past six, seven years we've done Encore, like there's there's never been a day to where it's like, oh, there's no deadline today. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing there's nothing pressing uh-huh. today. Just you gonna know. take the day off. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take the day off. It, it's not like it's not like school to where you have a syllabus, and it's like when the time is up to where yeah. the semester's over, you've done all the homework. It's like done and over. You know, like that's just it's just not that's just not how life is. Yeah. If you want to progress and grow and work, you're gonna have you're, you're not given a syllabus first of all, and there's always going to be more and more and more demands on your life. I actually trained on this yesterday and <clears throat> the five lo- uh, levels of leadership. And it talks about how, especially as you increase in responsibility and as you go through, as you increase on the different levels of leadership, it's not that um, leadership does become easier, but it demands more of you. Yeah. And so, so that's what's, that's the kind of the, the tricky thing about it is that yes, in certain situations, does it become easier for you to lead to kind of command? It does. 
but it doesn't mean it doesn't require any less of you. In fact, it requires more and more of you. Yeah, yeah, you hear that a lot of times for people that have seen uh, a lot of success in their lives, you know, whether they are are commanding a significant amount of responsibility, um, you know, they, they, they start to earn um, at, a, at a certain income that it just, it requires more bandwidth, it requires more time. And so a lot of times I, you know, you, you see like, okay, once, once this person now is on top of the mountain, so to speak, right? They have all this responsibility. They've, they've earned all this money. Well, they, they change, right? They're not as available, uh, for relationships anymore. And in fact, then they will draw the conclusion that they don't even value it, but it's, it's not always the case. Oftentimes it's just, they don't have the time that they used to exactly what you're saying. Right. So, so, you know, it's this, it's this precious resource and it, as you gain more and more responsibility, it requires another level of intentionality to get to it all. I mean, you remember when like you just got in your career and you thought you were so busy and you had so much to do and like, I don't have time to do anything, but just, just think how much you personally have added to your plate since since then. I mean, you didn't have a spouse that you had to worry about or, or kids or other things in the community or all these additional responsibilities that you now have within your career. Um, I mean, if you would have thrown the, the 21 version of yourself into this, they would drown. Oh, hundred percent. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, I actually mentioned that yesterday too in our training. It's like, if, if I knew if I was, even if it was three or four years ago and I saw all the things that I was doing now, I would have been like, oh man, who is that? Like, there's no way I'll be able to be able, be able to be at that level. Yeah, you know, for sure. And so it is fascinating. One of the things that comes to my mind too, and I'm curious your take on this, like this is kind of the classic kind of going back to the relationship and work stuff. Um, and I have an opinion on this. I'm curious what your opinion is on it because I think this is the kind of the classic, you know, struggle and fight is when you are, you know, you're, you're working, you're grinding, you're trying to provide, you're trying to at least have some sort of foundation where you can feel some, some semblance of like stability, you know? Um, and I think as men, that's like what we're striving for, right? Yeah. We're striving for that stability. And I know like I've seen a lot of movies and shows and stuff to where it's like husband and wife gets in this fight and they're like, husband kind of claps back and says, well, don't, don't you really, I'm doing this all for you. Yep. Don't you realize I'm doing this all for you? Yeah. You know? What like what is your immediate reaction when you like in the in the the spirit of work life balance when somebody says that like the the husband says that to the spouse? Well, I'd be lying to you if I <laughs> didn't say that I haven't said that those exact I, so things before. I think everybody said it. Before. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because right, like you you come home from work and you're for whatever reason feeling like you're not quite living up to par. And, and you want to feel justified. Number one is, is you have been putting in time there. You want someone to value that. You want to draw the, the conclusion like, look, I'm doing all this for you. Like, this is for you guys. This is so you can do this or that. Um, and there are also moments that if I could be, like, really candid and personal for, for Ryan, for me, talking in third person here, um, like the provider role, you know, like, little inside look on my family life. Like my, my wife doesn't, doesn't work. She takes care of our family and does a phenomenal job. And I would never trade places with her for, for the world. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, but I, I've always wanted to solve 
that part of my life, the the provider role, because it stresses me out. Mm. Like, I can go pretty dark. Like, I can, I can go down a path to where I show up one day to work and the doors are closed and everything's gone and yeah. and the economy's terrible and I'm not gonna make another dime for for five years. Like, I can go really dark with that, and so it really stresses me out. Mm. Like, I want to make sure that my family is safe and secure and in a good position, um, which I think a lot of times is what has driven me in, in my career, you know, and allowed me to see, see wins in, in progression or income earning or whatever, because I just want to check that box. I just want to be done with it. I don't need to be this gajillionaire. I just want to know that, hey, you know what? From a provider standpoint, my family is always taken care of, always will be taken care of check right so it's not always just this this need to win and 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 you can you know what you can predict by 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 working hard and earning money you know what you're going to get out of it and you get the praise and it's all this other stimulus that I'm seeking after I don't I don't think that's necessarily always been the case for me is sometimes I think as a provider you do feel genuine in that I'm doing all this for you Mm. because you've convinced yourself of that right but if we can if we can peel back the layers and we can take the emotion out of it i would also say that at times too i feel a little guilty that i have not for whatever reason provided the experience to my relationships that they actually wanted yeah. you know and and i think it's sometimes tough to come to grips with it that that's not what they wanted mm. that's the, in fact they would be fine in many ways of being being broke yeah but having you there really present, right? And and that you are just in it, uh, you know, caring so much about how they're they're doing in school and with all their extracurricular and that you're always there and when you when you come home from work that you shut that part of your life off. Yeah. And that you're just fully present with them, you know, and, and this is where understanding at a deep level love languages can really help us with our effectiveness to deliver that type of experience that our most important relationships are concerned with. And speaking of love languages, I've found it's taken me a lot, a lot of years, but I found one for my wife. It's definitely quality time. You know? Yeah. Um, and you're spot on about the love. Is it always been that I, like yeah. from, from, from day one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it took me a long time to learn that. Yeah. You know? um, and I feel like for me, I've gotten a lot better at not bringing the stress home. You know, yeah. for, for one reason or another. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the first few years was was really bad. Yeah. And I, you know, I ask you that question because obviously I've 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 experienced that too. Yeah. Right? Where you feel like what you're doing is so important and you feel like the work is not done yet. Like you're not even I, I think sometimes, like especially for men, like we want to feel that stability. We want to feel like the providing role like we have that taken care of like we we have it under control and i think and at least this is the case for me i feel like at times like i'll you know with my wife and my family it's like i try to be very cool and calm on the surface and so i think they just project and like oh yeah everything's great you know yeah and then when underneath you're a raging (laughs) volcano (laughs) we're gonna blow it any minute Uh, but no, like I, I, you know, just, and men do this. Like, I think if you're trying to do what you, the best you can, like you can do the best you can be, you're obviously not going to, you know, come home and you're, you know, your three-year-old comes in, daddy, daddy, play with me. Like, don't you realize how hard today, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you, you got to be a, you have to be a man, right? You have to be able to handle and control things, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes to children, like children are innocent. They shouldn't have to have all that emotion spewed on them. Totally. Right? Yeah. It ain't fair to them. Yeah. So you got to be a man. You got to be able to own it, like, and be able to separate those two things. But I remember like in, in different conversations I've had with my wife before, and I've made that comment before, like, don't you realize I'm doing all this for you? And I'd have this voice in the back of my head being like, you know what? Like that, that just isn't true. Right. And I think it is okay though, to admit and say, yeah, I am doing some of this for me. And I think in the spirit of, we've talked about this so much, the spirit of expanding life, right? It's the, the progression and growth of every human being in every area of life, because we understand that's where ultimate joy and fulfillment is. Yeah. And so to just lie and say, well, I'm doing all of this for you. And it's like, well, no, it's not true. And it doesn't make, because it's true, it doesn't mean that it makes it bad, right? Yeah. It's okay to say, you know what, honey, or whoever, you're right. I am doing some of this for me. And it's because I believe that in certain arenas and areas of life, there are opportunities for me to learn and grow. And because I'm learning and growing in this arena, I know and believe it's going to help me in every area of life. Yeah. You know, if you just went and sat under a tree for, you know, the next 10 years, it's really extreme. <laughs> But, like, let's just say you went and just did something. Like, you went and sat in a tree for the next 10 years. I'm not going to do anything, you know? Are there certain things you could learn doing that? Yeah, probably. But putting yourself into a situation that is going to be tough, that is going to require you to stretch outside your comfort zone, that's where you grow, yeah. you know? And I've always said, I think work for men is a is a, an amazing vehicle to help push and stretch us, yeah. to be able to help us to grow. And I've said this too, and like my wife agrees with this, like because of the things that I do at work, the things that I'm striving for, that I want to accomplish, I want to go do, it will help me in my relationship with you. Yeah, It just will. And once again, I am very intentional also with that growth. And I, that's how I, that's what I believe. It's my perception. That's yeah. what I, what I think is happening. And it becomes really powerful, you know? And so even problem solving, having to solve different challenges in, in work, yeah. you know? I even apply that then with my kids. Yeah. You know? And so I think I think it's okay to say, you know what, you're right. There are some things I'm doing for myself. And I think that's important. Even in a relationship, my mom would always preach this to me, like always. Um, from when I was a little kid, she'd always tell me, like, Jared, like, don't be with somebody, don't marry somebody, you have to save ever. Yeah. And she was really, really bold about that. And so my wife and I always have talked about having this interdependent relationship, yeah. you know. Where it's like you still are very calm and confident in your own abilities and who you are. Like you don't require somebody else's love in order to feel fulfilled. You know? Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. You have to be able to generate it, like and love yourself first, and then be able to give that to somebody else. For sure. You know, the, the work, um, for, from my experience, uh, it, it, you know, even, even if it's, it's self-serving, there's a lot of positives of that self-serving because I, f I feel like it's an antidote for a lot of things, you know, like a, a lot of times when you feel like the, the whole world seems to be kind of crumbling around you, like things just aren't going well, like, man, work is such a great antidote for it. Yeah. Like just get, get your law lo yourself lost in, in, in doing something really effective. You know, um, it's, it's another one of those, those, uh, boxes you can check when we're talking about, you know, logging a bunch of wins, a bunch of successes in any given day, like, mm. like that, 
the, the confidence that comes from that, right? The positivity, the inspiration that, that comes from being able to potentially check that box through hard work, useful. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, yeah, like if you, if you look at it and you're honest, like, yeah, it is, it is self-serving, but there's a, so much positive that, that comes out of that self-service, if you will. Um, I want to, I want to, you know, change gears for a second and start talking about, you know, if, if we're trying to approach more work-life balance, what are some tips and tricks? And, and for me, I would boil it down, uh, to three principles mm-hmm. that I feel like helps with this. Um, number one, I, I, I learned this years ago, but my hallucination is that most of us are not as thorough with our schedule, with our calendar as we could be. Mm-hmm. And I, I read this and I understood it and said, hey, look, like schedule everything. Take a week and schedule literally every minute. And, and see what happens. Because a lot of times we live in this fantasy land that, oh, we're just too busy. I've got no time. So, you know, there's a lot of these things that are just going to have to go wayside because I just don't have the time for it. But anytime, and I'm not religious with it, but anytime that I go through this, no matter how much I think I have going in my life, it quickly opens up my mind to, oh my gosh, I have way more time than what I thought. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, there's, I can put in there, Time to play with the kids. I can put in here, you know, spend time with my wife. I can have hang, hang out with Jared. Hang out with Jared. I mean, that's what mostly fills my calendar. <laughs> date date with Jared. We haven't done one of those in a long time. I know. Right. We're due. Yeah, we are due. What do you what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're due. <laughs> Avatar. Avatar. Yes. Um so I, I feel like the second component though that really helps with this is the gift of presence, right? It's putting away these damn things, which a lot of times are so distracting, um, and just being fully present in whatever you are absolutely committed to, which also means that you shouldn't be so quick to say yes to everything because you know that your intention is to play a really big game to those things you say yes to. So if you have a one-on-one with someone that you're coaching or or, you know, you're going to spend time with the significant other. Or, you know, if we're going to film a podcast, it's like whatever you're saying yes to, give it everything you possibly can to those moments. And especially with relationships, the gift you give them is it's almost this uh, concentrated version of you and of that relationship. You know, typically we think that, oh, I, I'm going to spend a few hours with my with my kids or my significant other today. But when it's, it's a distracted version, it almost becomes a withdrawal mm-hmm. because it's clear that there's other things that are important to you and maybe even more important to you than them right there in that moment. And so now they're like, man, he doesn't care about me. He's too busy responding to this email or yeah. replying to this text message or whatnot. And so what I have learned is that an hour of quality time, right? Quality time present with that person is so much more significant than the hours that you think that you logged, right? And so now you actually open yourself up to even even more time because you can get done more with less, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the, the third thing that I'll say, and I would actually credit you, Jared, for, for talking about this the most, but it's not always going to be a perfect system, 
right, with perfect balance, that you have these five buckets, mm. and every single bucket gets exactly what it needs over the course of a week. Because there are moments that when, hey, there's been significant breakdowns in a relationship, and it's all hands on deck to try to try to repair it. And maybe it's been a little bit of neglect, yeah. but maybe there's just some some tragedy or some trying time. And right now, this area really needs me. And I know that I have other responsibilities, but for right now, they're not going to get the balance that they deserve. Or same thing within work. I know that, you know, uh, I think that there has been moments in my life where having a lack of balance has allowed me to finally get over the hump. Or there's this firefight you have to do. And once again, in all hands on deck, I got to resolve this right now. And if I give this four weeks of just dedicated effort, and I'm sorry, honey, I'm not going to be around as much, but I got I to gotta dig into this. I need four weeks, and I'm going to resolve it. And not only am I going to resolve it, I'm going to resolve it in a way that we never have to have this breakdown again, that I don't have to keep coming back and firefighting because I'm going to set up the game for it to win, not just now, but long term. Yeah. You know, and, and doing a really good job in communicating that in, in certain um, phases of our lives, our time is going to be needed more here more than there, I think is really important. Like enroll the people, enroll the relationships that are most important to you so that they get it. Mm. But I think it's not necessarily that we look at this week that's perfectly balanced. I think we look at a year. You know, we yeah. look at a year or maybe a quarter and we go, hey, you know what? Everything that's important to me got the adequate attention. But there were different times when chunks were put in different places. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do my best at articulating something no, that you no. preach so well about. Yeah, no, you're spot on. I, I know that too because being ne the neurotic person I am <laughs> with this uh, is I would I, – I, I looked at it that way towards like, cool, 24 hours a day, I got to fill <laughs> all five of those buckets perfectly even every day. And obviously, if you're going to set up the game that way, you are going, you are setting up the game to lose, yeah, and to feel just terrible about yourself because yeah. it's just not, that's just not how life goes, you know. Like yeah. you said, you're going to have a day to where maybe there is a fire at work, and you have to put an, an extreme amount of focus and energy towards that. Uh, and then there's another day to where, hey, maybe your kid, like you said, has a game, or they have something going on at school, or something happens to them, or they had a hard hard day. You need to be able to spend more energy, time, and effort with them or your spouse. And that's just how life is. But if you take, once again, like you said, you zoom out, you take a macro approach to it and say, cool, like, did we go on good vacations? Did we have really good quality time, you know, maybe a week at a time? Oh, yeah, and then this, these, these two weeks, I was super busy at work. This was happening at work. But then we we went away and did a vacation here, or we, you know, I remember I was really present for these these nights that I came home and stuff. And I think as long as you look at it over the course of a year or six months, whatever it might be, and you say, man, I've been able to devote really good time and attention and effort towards these things, like you can, you can get to a place where like, I feel really good about this, yeah. you know. And the point of this, too, is not like, if you're going through life and you're just feeling terrible about the how you're spending your time, that's probably a good time to take inventory and to see where can I de dedicate more time. Something that you said is really fascinating, Ryan, and you mentioned checking the box. I really, really, and I found this in my my life. If I look at it as though, oh, I just need to, I just need to spend some time distracted. I just need to be able to talk to them and have kind of casual conversation and everything like that, 
that to me is checking a box, right? Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that in a good way. I mean that in a bad way, right? Like it's just a task you have to do. Whereas, whereas if you are fully present, like you talked about, which I think you articulated it really well, if you are fully present, let's just say with your spouse for an hour, whatever it is, you all, you all of a sudden find so much more enjoyment and fulfillment in being present. And I found this true. Like I could spend three hours, you know, sometimes with my family. And because I'm not really actually there, I found that it's just more like it's more drudgery. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with my family. It has everything to do with me. Because yeah. I'm actually not I'm actually not even mentally there. And I'm trying to split my focus and my time and attention and effort in all these different places. And because of that, you have such this dissonance. Whereas I feel like if you spend even 30 minutes of complete focus, attention, and just presence and just eye, eye, you know, eye contact yep. and just deeply trying to understand that person, you find so much fulfillment there. And because you find fulfillment there, the person that you're giving that time and attention effort to finds fulfillment as well. Yeah. And that's why like even 30 minutes of that focus, attention, effort, I don't know if there's even, I don't know if there's even a whole amount of time, hours of distracted time you can give them that would make up for that 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, what you're referencing is like the fight, like you're, you're pulled in these different directions and, and it, what it usually leads, at least for me is, is frustration. Like you feel like you're just sucking everywhere, yeah. you know, like, like I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. Try to respond to this text. Oh, Hey kids, that's cute. Like you're, it's just, it's frustrating. Cause it's just like, there's, there's no wins. There's no victories in any of those, those, those areas. And so it, it just, I, you know, I, I think it just leads to, to frustration. You know, it's, it is, uh, this is a, a, a principle we're talking about. Um, and anytime it's a principle, it applies to everybody. And it's innate in us to be completely present with those most important relationships in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as we stop doing that, th that's just what pulls on us. It's yeah. like the, 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 you know, the, the powers that be, the universe, God, whatever your belief system is, starts to pull on us and going, this is not how it's designed to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's all kinds of things like that. The same way we talk about growth and expansion, that's an innate principle in all of us. We're not checking that box when we're not living into it. It sucks. It's the same exact thing here with balance. We are designed to be able to give of ourselves completely presently to those most important relationships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back to what we were talking about before, if you find that you have that dissonance, right. And if you find like, gosh, this just isn't sitting right with me. I just don't like how I'm spending my time and how I just, I'm bankrupt in these other areas. Like don't let it go one more day to where you feel that way. Yeah. You know, because obviously the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your emotions. And if your emotional state is constantly feeling like oh, I'm fulfilled here, but I'm bankrupt in these other areas, like you need to be able to shift and change that yeah. in order to really find true enjoyment, fulfillment, fulfillment, and like you say, Ryan, you don't want to wake up one day and be like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I can speak from experience. There's a lot of like, I, I feel like I get so much fulfillment from work. Right. I feel like I get so, so much fulfillment, love the relationships I have, you know, and there's a lot of wins that we experience and it's really, really fun. Yeah. And then even the challenging stuff too, 
I, I, t- I remember I took a personality test one time and it was out of like 30, I can't remember which one it was, but it's one of the more popular ones. It's like 36 or so four, or 40 different personality types. Anyway, one of my most <laughs> dominant personality types um, was problem solving. Yeah. I get a high from challenges. I get a high from different, from problems. And my wife looked at that and she's like, that makes so much sense. Uh, but it's true. Like I like being in a place to where there's a challenge and maybe other people can see it as negative to where I'm like, I don't really, sometimes I go to that negative place, but I more so go through like, cool, I just want to solve it, you know? Yeah. And so I get a lot of fulfillment from work. For sure. But I've also found too, like, man, like even in having kids, like it is such, it is such a beautiful thing to have children and to be able to like connect with them. And I literally, I think there's not a day that goes by where I don't have the thought of them being 20, 25, 30 one day. Mm-hmm. And me having that thought, like, I wish I would have spent more totally. time. Totally. That haunts me. Yeah. yeah. That thought. Yeah. I think about it like all the freaking time. But I'm very conscious and very aware of it. And I'm like, man, I just want to stop time. I just don't yeah, want, you know what totally. I mean? totally. And so I think it goes back once again, like, we can't create more hours in the day. You know, it's, it's not possible. But yeah. what we can give is our complete focus to them. Yeah. When we're pre- yeah, For just sure. giving them absolute presence, you know. Yeah. And that, I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give to your kids, to your, your spouse, to this. Once again, we didn't really talk about it too much, but even your your mental well-being, your physical well-being, like yeah. being present and giving it the uh, appropriate attention it needs. For sure. Yeah, we we years back we put together which we probably need to kind of reinvigorate it, but we talked about it coined by Dave Jones by the way, calibrate um, which were eight different areas of life. Calibrate, get it? Calibrate. Um, Ryan, you're so clever. I, I didn't come up with it. This was Dave. I'm Dave, giving Dave so Jones all the credit. Um, but it's it's a good opportunity to take an inventory of those different areas that you want to be balanced in. And you know, one of one of the workshops you can do is you can basically show all those eight areas which are like mental physical social spiritual uh contribution financial like i'm, I'm not going to list all of them but then you can go and rank each one like take that inventory on a scale of one to ten you know how, how well do i think i'm living in this life yeah or in this in this area of life um and it might be a one and the next one might be a four and you might look at work and like an eight right but if you were to look at it and by the end you have this weird looking wheel Right. It doesn't look like a wheel at all. And then the question is asked, well, how how smooth is the ride going to be with this wheel? Yeah. Um, And so it gives you an opportunity to go, Okay, well, I need I need to give some more effort and focus in some of these other areas. And then you can continue to reassess so that hopefully now you've you're eventually approaching a wheel with a smoother ride. Right. And giving all those things the attention because because, yeah, like as soon as you, you feel like you're killing your relationships. Well, now, hey, you know what? I. I realize that I've been focusing on my health, right? And I haven't been in the gym in, gosh, a month. Like, it's been so awesome. Like, what are the, the relationships that I've, I've built and, and how I'm, I'm feeling so connected to my significant other, to my kids. Awesome. Okay, but once again, if we, we put off things like health too long, well, then we have breakdowns there, and then you can't even be with those relationships in the way that you want to be, right? Um, and so there's... There's going to be seasons for all of this, right? I think it's useful to continually take an inventory over and over and over again, um, you know, maybe once a quarter, every six months, once a year, whatever your cadence is, so that we can make sure that, 
that we are giving all those different areas the appropriate attention they deserve. I love it. One thing I'm going to put on your to-do list is more deep eye contact with Jared. Got it. Okay. Really deep. Just. Does that make you uncomfortable? I noticed you looked away. I, I didn't did. Look away. I did. <laughs> I was kidding. My body temperature just increased two and a half degrees. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jared, does that make you uncomfortable? Oh, Jared, get him oh, here. Wow. Let's see. Let's have you get it right here yeah. in front and center for Come some on. eye contact. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's good. Um, guys, gals, we hope you've enjoyed this episode, episode 11 of the Expanding Life podcast. Once again, send in the Q&As. Let us know what you guys would like to hear. We want to be able to impart of maybe some wisdom that we have, give you some antics, some jokes along the way, and have some fun. So hope you've enjoyed this. Till next time, see y'all.